open mic actually gonna wait a little bit listen to some prints and wait for some more comedians to roll in the door I'd like to make, like to make sure there's at least four comedians here before we start so two more of your comedian peers will show up someday soon hopefully so that we can uh, have an open mic all right mutinyradio.fm donate we have a GoFundMe open right now go to GoFundMe check out Mutiny Radio Download our app. It's for free on Apple. You can listen live. And uh, we'll have some people up in just a sec. Do I believe God? Do I believe me? 
Let's just do it. All right. Uh, you guys can perform for each other. Yay. Uh, who wants to go first? Sabrina, you want to go first? I don't know your name, so I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm really depressed because last night people stiffed me at my show. And then I'm a dismal failure in every part of my life. So cool. But I'm here even though no one showed up. So I don't know who I fucking pissed off in the entire comedy community that there's two people that want to be. Thank you two for being here. But everyone else can suck my dick. Because where the fuck are they? I came all the way down here. I don't want to be here today either. But thank you two for coming. I appreciate that. And for your $2, that's also super awesome. So that means that my hour's worth four dollars. Woo! Because I am a worthwhile individual. So is your first comedian. Put your hands together for Sabrina Miller. I will Venmo Mutiny Radio the money. I will. I will not give up though. It's just it wants to verify my bank account information. And I know, I know. And then it gave me this number that I need to call to get an access code. And I don't know, like, has my phone been hacked? Is someone trying to get my information? I'm going to, they're going to start asking my, for my mother's maiden name and like my my childhood friend and like, like the first the year I first lost my virginity. That would be a weird security question. I wouldn't. I think we'd all lie about that one. <laughs> um. Oh shit, you know what? I could talk about second virginity. It's like I was a born again virgin and transgender. Like after you transition, you get to lose your virginity again. Yay, second puberty. That's cool. Uh, I'm 40 years old. So I'm just going to riff up here. Like, so I'm, I'm 40 years old. But I transitioned when I was about six years ago, I think when I was 33, I transitioned. So that means that you know, parts of my body are different ages, you know, like my, like my boobs, they're, they've been coming in nicely. These are about four years old, homegrown, four years old. So my vagina, you know, it's even younger, which which is kind of interesting because like when I have sex with a guy, like technically it's statutory rape in a way. It's kind of like, it's like, yeah, mature 50-year-old penis entering a toddler age elementary school age vagina wow see that's that's what happens when there's just fucking three of us right here um just talking about all this crazy stuff that's just rattling around in my brain that's that you know what that's why i continue to doing comedy i just have to get this stuff out i've got to just get it out of my brain and you know so that i can sleep at night so if i don't do comedy i can't sleep you know i got to get that I got to get the neurotransmitter levels balanced. I got to get like the serotonin up a little bit. So, yeah, otherwise I can't sleep. It's kind of like, it's almost like a support group meeting. This kind of reminds me of that movie Fight Club. Remember he goes to support group meetings and then he cries his ass off into the uh, 
this bosom of this one guy, the bosom of this one steroid user, he cries into his bitch tits, you know, and then he's never slept better. It's like, this is our support group, and I'm going to sleep very well tonight. And I'm going to dream about what it's like to be in Sketchfest. Yay! A friend of mine has only been doing comedy for eight months, but she got in on her first try. Yay! I'm happy. Actually, I'm happy for her. She's pretty cool. I can't hate her. So, you know, it's difficult being on fo Facebook uh, during, you know, during Sketchfest, or like actually just like in the days leading up to Sketchfest. Like if you're a person who didn't get into Sketchfest, it's like seeing those posts, it's kind of kind of take your toll. Like, it's like, hey, is anyone else going to pick up, you know, their, their badges, their pass? Uh, can I get a ride? And I'm like, and I'm thinking, <laughs> is it, I wanted to post, is there anyone else who didn't get into Sketchfest who's going to be going to the Golden Gate Bridge next week? Can I get a ride? It's just, don't want to jump. I just want to reevaluate my life, just taking in the beautiful scenery. Be mindful. Be mindful. That's that's definitely a privilege I have, being like being a being a white woman. It's uh, I I can't seem to cross the Golden Gate Bridge. I can't seem to get to Sausalito without uh, someone stopping me. One of those Golden Gate Bridge security officers, though. It's they just see uh, a taller, attractive, you know, white woman, really dressed well, like just walking across the bridge, and it's like. Yeah, I guess I don't know. I guess profiling save li saves lives, you know. It's, I'm just gonna. I, I need to talk about this incident though. Like one time, I, I life was shit. I lost my job. I wasn't in a relationship, and I just I just went to the Golden Gate Bridge not to jump, but just to just take in the scenery, just take a stroll down memory lane. It was such a beautiful day. I didn't know what else to do, so I'm just kind of just. I don't even get halfway across, maybe like maybe uh, maybe a quarter, and I'm just just kind of staring off into the distance. I'm like, oh, that's beautiful, that little sailboat off in the distance. It's just look at those happy people on the sailboat. I'm like that's like a metaphor for my life. It's just everything's passing me by. This is perfect. Um, and then this uh, this this one of the uh, Golden Gate Bridge security officers. He just uh, he kind of he's on his bike and he he comes up next to me. He's like, are you okay? And I'm like, I'm I'm fine. You know, you could tell I was a little verklempt. I'm like, I'm fine. It's just, you know, just kind of just taking in the scenery, just thinking about things. And he's like, you know, there are better places to, to, to do that than the Golden Gate Bridge. I'm like, that was just weird. Um, fucking being white and getting profiled. Jesus Christ. Can't even enjoy a quiet moment of reflection. Um, Jesus, the trials and tribulations of being, being a white person. Um, let's talk about real. Let's just do some... Let's do some real shit. I got, I got the serotonin levels up enough. I'll be able to sleep. 2020. I'm not in Sketchfest, but that's okay because my New Year's resolution is to, is to relegate all hopes and fears to the realm of nothing. So, got my little Excel spreadsheet. So there's going to be another another check in the uh, in the hope column, relegating those hopes. Um, but I don't know. No, 2020 is off to a it's off to an okay start. It's off to a better start than 2019. I was sick as hell the uh, first part of uh, January 2019. But I hope 2020 continues to be a better year than 2019 because I went through a really bad breakup, and I had I had to break up with him. Now it's not because it was a long distance relationship. It wasn't because I live in San Francisco and he lived in Oakland. No, our our love was our love was burning bright. And it was it was it was transcending all the obstacles, including the Trans Bay tube. I mean, we were we were like really in love. The only thing that burned brighter than that fire in the Trans Bay tube that day was like the fire in our hearts for each other. Mm -hmm. Jeez. 
I, I had to I had to break up with him because I found out that he was microdosing behind my back. You kind of nodding your head a little bit. Do you know what I'm talking about, or do you not know what I'm talking about? You're not sure what I'm talking about. Doesn't sound like a reason to break up with somebody, does it? But here's the thing. He wasn't microdosing on acid or anything like that or all the San Francisco things you microdose on. He was, he was microdosing on polyamory behind my fucking back. And I'm like, no, no, you're, you know, your kindergarten, I know your kindergarten teacher told you that sharing is caring, but maybe this is the accept after C example. So, so I'm done with relationships for a while. I, I, I learned a lot about love. I, I did. I, I learned that love isn't the cure. <laughs> I was in a relationship for six months, and I still had OCD. So I, I don't know. I guess I didn't give love long enough to build up to a therapeutic level in my bloodstream. Love is the cure. That, that, was, the, that was the lyric of a, in a song that my friend wrote. It was just a cute song. We need love in the world. Love is the cure. I don't know. I'm going to write a song. It's going to be called Love is the Fucking Cause. <laughs> Let's be honest. Love causes all kinds of shit, a lot of which needs to be treated with antibiotics. It does love. Uh, I don't know. Love causes global warming and fucking bad comedy. It's fucking my parents' love is just leading to bad comedy. There's so much love that's leading to bad comedy in the, in the, in the city, though. To save the world, humanity, we need to reduce our love footprint. We need to put a cap and trade on love. I don't even know what that means, but it sounds clever. Maybe there's something there. Maybe there's an angle there. Love. Love, love, love. Love is like, love is like marijuana. <laughs> love is like marijuana because you can build up a tolerance to it. You know, you're in a relationship for six months. Everything's everything's going great. The sparks are flying, and one night, you're, you you know, you and your partner, you're sitting on the couch. Your partner's on one side, you're on the other. It's like Netflix and chill night, and it's like yay. And then your partner just kind of leans in to take a hit of your particular strain of love. Leans in to take a hit of that shit, and you embrace, and you you kiss, and you realize where did it go? It's gone. And like the only thing between you two right now are just the crumbs from the fucking tacos from Uber Eats. It's just those crumbs from the tacos that, you, that, that Uber Eats delivered from Jack in the Box at midnight. That's all that's, that's all that's left. And you're left wondering, like, why can't, our, why can't our, our love be like Ikea furniture? You know? Why can't there be parts missing and it still works? Like, which part of the furniture, like, represents the, the part of the relationship where the trust isn't there? What kind of, what's a good, you know, what's a good metaphor for that? Like, what size screw or what piece? <laughs> so then your partner's gone and you're by yourself because they go out to, they, they go out to find a new strain of love. They go in search of a new strain. And then the time passes and one day they show up at your door and they're pounding at your door because... You're gonna do the doo -doo -doo. so they 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 show up late one night at your door because goddamn it they want another hit a sativa they want another hit of sativa yeah they 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 were with indica for a while indica was safe indica didn't challenge them but no one can challenge them like sativa can goddamn it love I just want to end on this uh, suicide is not the route. 
I, I know that's that's what the science says in the in the in the on the BART platform on the wall. Suicide is not the route. Uh, suicide isn't funny, but the shit that non-depressed people say to depressed people is fucking so precious, so hilarious. Like, don't do it. You have everything to live for. I, I heard a guy say that to someone at the height of despair. Why would you say that to someone at the height of despair? Obviously, you have never been depressed in San Francisco, sir. If you're going to shout anything, you should shout, I've got some affordable leads on housing in San Francisco. Come on down. Just shout something like that, for God's sake. Have some decency. All right, life is amazing. Suicide is not the route. We're all going to make it. We're just... Stick to it of this. Yeah. All right. Give it up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Sabrina Miller. 11 minutes on a Saturday. All right. What's your name, guy? Jake Elliott. Jake Elliott. I swear to you, I'm usually not like this, but it's just, it's really, my life is a pile of dog shit and it sucks. It's like, I agree with you, Sabrina. It sucks. I, Look at everybody who's at the Sketchfest after party pictures. Yay. I didn't apply because I don't have any money to give them and they wouldn't let me in anyways. I'm sure of it. So I can't afford to give them $50 a year to feel like a pile of dog shit. I do that at the punchline every Sunday. Put your hands together for this next guy. Something Elliot. Yay. Thank you. Oh man, this is good. Um, so I'm from I'm from Wisconsin. Uh, people are so racist in Wisconsin; it doesn't even make sense. Like my my uncle referred to balsamic vinegar as Boslamic. <laughs> Boslamic vinegar. You know how racist you have to be to be racist while talking about salad dressing? Like that's 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 some next level racism. Like. It's not even a real group. Like there's there's no Boslamic people. Like that's that's just that's what happens when uh, you're you're filled with hate and dyslexic. You you invent groups to hate. But uh, yeah, uh, from Wisconsin. Uh, when I was little, uh, I wanted um, to have like cool initials like TJ or JR. Uh, but my uh, full name is Jacob Elliot Wallach, which means my initials spell Jew. Uh, there's no running from your ethnic background when your name is your fucking ethnic background. Yeah. So I'm a Jew from Wisconsin. Uh, I look like a fucking douchebag. <laughs> uh, all right. Uh, what else do I want to do? Uh, I'm a mistake. Uh, my parents didn't intend on having me. Are any mistake? Are you guys mistakes? Uh, nobody cares. That's cool. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! Uh, yeah, I must say, a lot of people look at that as a negative thing. I look at it as a positive thing. I look at it like uh, I went into work on my day off. When people give me shit, I'm just like, "Hey, I'm not even supposed to be here right now." Okay. All right. Uh, <laughs> um, all right. I'm gonna do this bit, and you guys are gonna fucking hate it, but I'm gonna do it anyway. Um, they're making a new Top Gun movie. Um, yeah, uh, I was, I'm pretty disappointed. I was really hoping they would redo The Last Samurai. Uh, yeah, uh, that I, The Last Samurai, like, I feel like that's the pinnacle of white confidence when you can put on, like, the armor of another culture's ancient warrior. Uh, but yeah, no, they're redoing the new Top Gun movie. I'm really hoping they just go ahead and have anal sex in this one. Um, 
I, I feel like the whole last movie was just like ass fuck tease. Uh, that's what they should have called it. Ass fuck tease. That's what that's what Top Gun should have been called. Um, but yeah, I hope it's just two hours of Tom Cruise fucking characters in the ass, characters with bird names like Pigeon and Stork. And there's an interracial scene where he fucks an African swallow. Um, yeah. Uh, and then the finale is L. Ron Hubbard flies in from outer space and starts fucking Tom Cruise in the ass. And Tom Cruise is crying, but also really enjoying it. Um, and then he's like between sobs. He's just like, show me the money. And then L. Ron Hubbard pulls out and like busts all over his face. Um, and uh, yeah. All right. Uh, okay. Um, what else? I want to do oh yeah I turned 33 a, a couple weeks ago um yeah I, one thing I like about being or about like getting older is like I just I don't I don't fucking care anymore about anything I don't I don't fucking care there are people who I absolutely just refuse to hang out with now or spend time with like if we're out to dinner and you order sauce on the side I'll leave the restaurant like I don't I don't need you in my life. Um, also, people who were raised by their grandparents, those people, scum of the earth, I can't stand people who were raised by their grandparents. They just, they creep me out. Um, they do things like buy ham on non-holidays. Like, I just, I just, uh, I can't stand those people. Uh, anyway, um, what else? Uh, I watch a lot of porn. Uh, you knew that just by looking at me. Um, <laughs> no, this isn't like, okay. <laughs> oh, you're being facetious. Uh, yeah, no, I watch a lot of porn. Um, uh, I just, I think porn's getting a little too accessible. Like, I shouldn't be able to go from liking a photo of my grandmother's garden on Facebook to a cum shot compilation uh, so easily. Like, um... Uh, I also, I really like the term a cum shot compilation. I like that it's an alliteration. Like, it could have been called cum shot medley, but the guy who came up with it was like, no, that's not poetic enough. And what would Robert Frost do in this case? Um, all right. Yeah, that's pretty much everything I wanted to do. Just keep going? Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, what the fuck? You came all the way down here. You might right. as well do more than five minutes. Okay. Thanks, Pam. All right. Uh, I uh, I was scrolling you porn the other day and I came across this video called Redheaded Milf Loves to Get Titty Fucked. Redheaded Milf Loves to Get Titty Fucked. I've never met a woman disappointed in her sex life because she wasn't getting titty fucked enough. Like, <laughs> I'm not, you never titty fuck me anymore. Okay. I'm just going to go through my phone. We're just going to try jokes. Oh, yeah. I'm like, I'm a healthy person which is rare in the comedy community. In fact, some of my comedian friends make fun of me for being healthy. The, the, the comedy scene is, the, is like the only place where how cool you are and how at risk for colon cancer you are are directly correlated. <laughs> like, look at this square. He doesn't have one polyp on his rectum. Yay, Nate. Okay. Um, let's see. Uh, I've been in a relationship for a really long time, seven years, and uh, I've forgotten how to interact with the opposite sex. Uh, I, the other day, I tried to make eyes at a woman, and uh, I realized that there's a fine line between making eyes at somebody and mean mugging them for a half an hour. <laughs> she was uh, frightened. Um, 
Okay, uh, let's see. What else? I went to school for music. I went to school for guitar. Uh, anytime you see a guy that looks like me going to school for guitars because he wants to have sex with people, it's different than going to school for bassoon because you've decided you're not going to have sex with anybody. All right. Anyway. One thing I've realized about uh, San Francisco or I've sort of observed is that there's a lot of homeless, young homeless white men, like even like good looking young homeless white men, which is always, it's, I'm, I'm, I didn't realize anyone could be down on their luck, but I'm skeptical uh, because, I mean, like, I just want to approach them and be like, you see that bank? Like, just go inside and say, I want a job now. Like, <laughs> tell them that they need to update your insurance. Um, all right. Um... I'm, yeah, I'm going to law school next year. Uh, uh, the, the only reason I'm becoming a lawyer is because my sister's a lawyer. And uh, uh, when I become a lawyer, we can post a photo on Facebook with the caption, lawyers. That's the only reason. No, I'm, be I'm becoming a lawyer because I'm Jewish. Uh, we can only do like three things and I'm bad with numbers. So it was either this or open a deli. <laughs> That's the best lab I've gotten. Damn it! <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> All right. Um, shit. Uh, you guys know about Pabst Blue Ribbon? I'm from Wisconsin. That's the Pabst Blue Ribbon, right? I think it's odd that Pabst has become like this hipster beer, <laughs> because Pabst was created for fathers in Milwaukee to drink while they beat their children. It's the Gatorade of abusive fathers. <laughs> and I see like. <laughs> uh, gotcha. uh, okay. Oh, that's all right. No, that's all I want to do. Oh, this is super. No, I shouldn't do it. Oh, I'm going to do it anyway. Fuck it. We'll end with like quasi racist joke. Um, I believe. Who are you guys voting for? Have you been watching the Democratic election or the like the debates at all? Not really. You guys know about Andrew Yang. I believe everything Andrew Yang says as long as he prefaces his statement with, I did the math on this. All right. That's good. <laughs>
és nosso, é nosso samba Se é nosso samba, o samba é nosso Pra que prisões dentro de ti? É tua noite, a noite, o dia Vá se espalhar pelo país Let's move that rig on out there. Come on now. Got another rig coming on in at 2.30. Hi there. <laughs> I'm Metallic P. Green. I'm president of the Superfly Trucking School. <laughs> Did you want to become a basketball player after high school, but things just didn't work out because of that wooden leg? <laughs> Are you going nowhere in a dead-end job? Well, come to the Superfly Trucking School. We'll train you, and three weeks later, you'll be going everywhere in a dead-end job. And Jerry West does one. Yeah. 
Hi, I'm Jerry West. I play basketball and make $300,000 a year. You too can be an auto mechanic. <laughs> They had the public service messages a, a couple weeks, you know, during the mayoral, mayoral, uh, M-A-Y-O-R. Now, just a little bit too long, you know? During the, the election we just had, you know? <laughs> Yordis were blowing my mind, because he'd come out. I'm Sam Yordi, as you know, we have an election coming up. Now, you can vote for me and have pollution, unemployment, and high taxes, or you can vote for Tom Bradley and have a black man. It's your choice. <laughs>
down so many tight roads I can see them all in my sleep I walk down so many tight roads I can see them all in my sleep Crapping down here in this dark, muddy bottom With nothing but a heart attack and sorghums to eat At 4.30 I'm out in the barnyard Trying to hook up my poor beat-out raggedy team Trying to hook up my poor beat out raggedy team. As my stock is dying of starvation, and my boss is so doggone me. That's a natural fact There's got to be a change Made around here, people I'm not driving That's a natural fact I'm gonna jump up on one of these Old pool mules and start riding And I don't give a darn where we stop at
dog and I'll be your tree and you can pee on me. Hey lady, won't you be my dog and I'll be your tree and you can pee on me. We will do you no harm other than pee in your afro. Hey lady, won't you be my dog and I'll be your tree and you can pee on me.
on Mutiny Radio out of him coming to you from the rainy mission district in San Francisco, California all these records are purchased at the community thrift store in the past week so go support charities like us
Hey, must be closed. Ain't got no lights on. Can't see nothing. What's that funny smell? Smells like a wet rug burning. Hey, I'm beginning to see people out. Looks like a convention of Castro's rebels. Hey, buddy. How you fix for blades? <laughs> hey, um, I need a cup of coffee. What kind? Just coffee. Espresso? Yeah, I'll try some of that. Is that all again? Whew! Hi, doggy, that stuff rots your socks, you know it? What's that guy doing over there? Reading poetry? Hey, let me read some of that stuff. Let me read some of that stuff, too. Hey, okay. Oh, more, more. 
tired, waitress? Give me that check. Two and a half dollars? That's all my butter and egg money. Wait, I feel a poem coming on. A man is a slave from morn till eve. And his hard-earned bread is quick to leave. These last words I leave with you. Ooh, Papa Deba.
Black Black Plastic. That last song is for the Bug Out Square that did an amazing uh, Valentine's show. It started with that, Dawn of Summer, in the heat of the summer. Better call out a plumber. Mutiny Radio. Uh, .fm is what you listen to, and keep listening, because if you don't, you're going to get in big trouble with the big one, and that's you. When you walk down the street, all the cheap hearts skip a beat. I don't blame you, baby.
piano this morning, but I got the blues for my baby. Operator, operator, give me a line. I feel like talking to that gal of mine. Been calling and calling a long, long time. I've been out falling and I sure feel fine. But a phone is busy and I wonder who's on that line. Well, I tried and tried to call that gal of mine. I tried and tried to call that gal of mine. Man, a phone was busy, and I wonder who's on that line. Well, it's early in the morning, and I don't know what to do. Yes, it's early in the morning, and I don't know what to do. About to break a day, babe. I'll be around to talk with you. Well, I'm sitting here crying and talking to myself. Yes, I'm sitting here crying and talking to myself. Man, I want my baby. Don't want nobody else. Now I heard the wind blowing and I jumped on my feet, went running to the door and I ran out in the street. I went to a house and I knocked on the door. Came my clothes, I don't live there no more. A phone is busy, and I wonder who's on that line. Just a little. 
1492, Columbus sailed the ocean blue. A brave young man in that famous year was the very first to volunteer.
Alone at last. That maniac. Shh, quiet.